Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But it's hard because if something, like you said, even if it's something that may not be healthy for you, but it's still satisfying. Right. You have to start from the beginning again to get back around to it not being satisfying anymore. Yeah, and, and the right? best way to do that, yes, absolutely. And the best way to do that, by the way, guys, and this is all, again, so that we are developing the right self-talk, is to say what is satisfying to you. Because sometimes we accept unsatisfying as satisfying because we're settling. Mm-hmm. So the key is to write down what is satisfying. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll take unsatisfying and trick ourselves into saying, you know, it's, it's not too bad. If you're a go-getter, faith-driven and family-focused and need to break through to your next level, this is the podcast for you. Your self-talk can reshape every area of your life. It's time to dream and think big. Welcome to the Self-Talk Experience with Darnell and Tracy Self. It's time to elevate, baby. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the self-talk experience where the things you say to yourself about yourself will eventually determine what you have for yourself. Right, babe? That's exactly right. <laughs> Welcome to another self-talk experience. It's exciting to uh, to be back to really help people shape the things they say to themselves. Yes. And isn't it funny how um, as children, a lot of the things that we've developed as habits, we don't even realize once we become, ad- once we become adults that these are things that are ingrained in us subconsciously. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> you said, isn't it funny how, but when people start off saying that, you made me think, I'm sorry. You know when you're talking to somebody and they say, isn't it funny how, and usually whatever <laughs> comes behind that, it's not good. You're like, oh, here we go. Right, so right. when you said that, I was like, oh, no, what's he about to say? No, no, no. But yeah, I'm sorry. You threw me off. Yes. No, isn't like, it funny how? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, what I'm talking about is, There are times where, as a young adult, Mm -hmm. you're doing things habitually, and you don't realize that you're doing them habitually, like turning on a light in a dark room, Okay, right? Because that's just something that you realize, hey, if the room is dark and you want light, the switch is the action or the behavior you have to take to turn on the light. But But you're taught that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, you're taught by either modeling mm-hmm. or your parents or someone had you, hey, hit this light. When it was dark, you saw that light came on. Right. But here's a funny thing. We take that for granted. This is what I really want to talk about here because this has everything to do with self-talk. I know you're thinking, babe, what does have to do with self-talk? But it does. Because if you were new to this country, let's say. Okay. And wherever you came from, let's call, let's call it a third world country, there were no doorbells. Mm-hmm. So for the first time, you're sitting in 
my house as a visitor and the doorbell rings. You don't know what that is. You've never heard a doorbell. So you don't know if it's maybe something that's cooking, if it's some alarm. Right, right. Like you have no idea it means somebody's at the front door. But watch this. When you see me get up and I go to the front door and let's say visitors come in, how many times do you think it would take for that doorbell to ring and for me to get up and let more people in before you realize the doorbell means somebody's at that door? Right. Not many times. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I want to talk about, because if that's the case and you can form a habit of realizing the doorbell means that there's someone at a front door, then we can use that same process because this is how the brain works Mm -hmm. to dictate our pathway to success. How so? You can you because when you are around people who have been become successful, just like you're around people who know to answer the door when a doorbell rings, then you start to pick up on things that someone who's not had success would perceive as not satisfying. The only reason that you have a habit is because there's something that you thought was satisfying. So there was a cue first, mm-hmm. right? Some stimulus. Mm-hmm. And then there was something that motivated you. They call it a craving that motivated you to act on it. So you have to have the cue. You have to have the craving. The craving is the motivation. You have to act on it. So there has to be some action, some behavior, and then there has to be a reward. That's the phase every habit goes through. So what I'm trying to say about success, and this is so good because, look, I shouldn't say it's so good because I'm saying it's like, I'm, what I'm saying is so good. But it's so good because when I figured this out, I thought, man, so hold on. Everything I do is leading me either to point A or point B. Like right. every single thing. Like if you want to have success, there are habits that lead there. And you can figure out those habits. You'll figure out the reward, which is success. Then there are habits that lead to failure. And well, that's what I was going to say, too. There's also a prompt and, and you'll get to a failure and that'll be something, maybe a habit that you'll you'll break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, OK, keep going. Well, no, that's what I'm asking. I'm, if, if the same exact scenario happens and at the end, it's not a reward, but something that is traumatic or something that's not what you want, then that's what you learn from a failure. Right. So if that's a habit for you and you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, failure, 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 then your brain is prompted to say, maybe I shouldn't do that. That should not be a habit. Well, so now here's a challenge with that. Yeah, no, kind of. Okay. Because here's a challenge. (laughs) Here's a challenge in that. So the reward should be satisfying. This is what makes people do it over and over again. Now, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's still satisfying. If it's smoking and it causes some relief, um, or a particular feeling, then people still do it because they got the reward they wanted, whether it's good or bad. I got it. Okay. okay. So okay. look, check this out. So because I know that rejection causes me to get better because I learn through it. And rejection means that I'm one step closer to acceptance from someone who's looking for my product or service. I know that is a part of the game to success. However, for someone else, that reward for them is unsatisfying. They're I was like, going to say that's failure to some people. Exactly. Only because they have not been around people who've answered the door from the doorbell. They have not been around enough people who've been successful. And so what they see as failure, 
really could be success if they're around successful people all the time. People who hang out with people who are in sales and marketing and own their own business realize there's a bunch of networking events where they meet a bunch of people and some of those relationships don't end up being relationships that lead them to success in that moment. But relationships that can count on maybe later on that lead to success. Right. So what you're saying is if you are in the presence of watching someone be successful, you're learning, right? Yes. So you're learning if the doorbell rings, someone gets up and gets the door. The doorbell rings, somebody gets up and gets the door. So you're learning that's a good habit. Right. But if you don't have good people around you, that same person who's from somewhere else and gets here and has no idea what a doorbell is could be the person at the door standing at the door, standing there waiting, not knowing that they have to ring the doorbell. Right. They're standing there. They don't have anyone showing them. You have to ring the doorbell. So they're standing there waiting for success. They're waiting for the door to open, but no one's going to open the door right. because no one, they don't have um, a path to follow. Right. So is that? Yeah. So it could go either way. So what you're doing is, is saying, Hey, look, you know, perhaps it could be this scenario, right? Cause the scenario I gave is a person on the inside of the house not answering the door because he had no idea that it meant someone was at the door. The scenario you gave was somebody at the door ringing the bell. Now that person inside doesn't even know the answer. So now you got two people on the same path to unfortunately a place that they're not succeeding in because they've chosen to hang out with people. And look, this is so tough for me to say because I don't want people to feel like you know, because I'm hanging out with people who aren't successful, we'll never become successful. That's certainly not true because the group I connected with were motivated to shift and change their right. habits, even though none of us had success, mm -hmm. but we, we took classes, we were mentored, right? So I'm saying all of this because this is, this is all about habits. And, and I wrote something down because I wanted to go through some of the things I did one to allow uh, us to have, uh, great habits. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'd share with our audience today. And then I also wrote down the things that I did to break bad habits. Okay. So I'm going to share the things that we did to create good habits mm -hmm. and the things that I did to break bad habits. And I already know you're going to pick me apart and ask a bunch of questions on this. So, <laughs> so it's fine. Okay. All right. So anybody who wants to create a good habit, like you're like, man, if I just, if I can shift these habits and create a habit towards becoming healthier, a habit towards becoming wealthier, mm -hmm. a habit towards being a better friend, whatever the habit is about to help you right now. All right. So I, I wrote this down. So this, this will help me out. I used to have it in my office. Okay. And so four things when you want to create a good habit, number one, make it obvious, make it obvious. You mean put yourself out there that you want to start creating this habit? What do you mean by that? Uh, let me, I'm going to go through all four and then, and then I'm going to answer that question because I think it'll make more sense. <laughs> okay. That's a good question. Make it obvious. Okay. Make it attractive. Make it easy and make it satisfying. Okay. So make it obvious. Make it attractive. Make it easy, easy and make it satisfying. satisfying. Okay. All right. So obvious. Let's just use health just because I'm on this health journey right now. And, um, and, and so this is proof by the way that you could develop a habit, but you need the motivation, which is what I call the craving earlier, Okay. the motivation, the cue alone, the stimulus alone, alone, which means I know the room is dark and I want light is not enough. You got to want it 
so bad because you can't find what you're looking for that you're forced to turn on the light, which means an action has to take place. So watch this. So it has to be obvious. So the light switch is obvious that that turns on the light. If I'm going for health, then obvious is that it's right. It's, it's, it's available for me. It's obvious that right now I'm not where I want to be. I don't like the way I look in my shirts or, um, I can't fit the seatbelt anymore on the airplane or okay. I can't, whatever's happened when you're like, you know, it's obvious I need to change. The doctor said that if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're going to really have a tough time. So when you're saying that, I get that. So what if I'm in the dark room? It's obvious that I need light. I can't see what I want, but what if I don't know where the light switch is or that there is a light switch? So that's okay. So look, so attractive that means that if you're like look i don't really like rice cakes well can you put some almond butter on it right so can you make it more attractive i'm gonna get to your light switch in one second okay so make it attractive so people won't don't want to move towards anything that they don't feel good about doing right so make it attractive okay then make it easy so here's the light switch. It's got to be something that's easy to do. If I say, hey, take a, a Phillips screwdriver, you've got to take the plate off the light. Then I need you to hook up these three wires and then click the button. Yeah, then you'll get light. Much. Yeah, that's too much. That's my point. And <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have me I get the pliers. Right. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I didn't even say pliers. I said a Phillips screwdriver. Well, whatever. That, whatever that makes it, it even worse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, but look, check this out. Anybody can do this. So if, 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 if it's a health journey, for an easy. example. Yes, I got yes. you. So it becomes obvious first. So something happens that says, you know, it typically is a problem you're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. This is what creates habits. It's like, and they create bad and they create good habits, by the way, but they create habits when there's a problem you're, kind of, you're trying to solve. Hey, I'm trying to get in the game. Hey, I'm trying to build this relationship. Hey, I'm trying to become wealthy. It's something you see as a problem. Hey, it's dark out. It's dark in the room and I want light. So typically a habit is created because there's a problem that you're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever it is, it's a relationship. And I just feel like what in the world is happening here? There's some problem you're trying to solve. And so you want, you want to do have something that's repetitive. So perhaps you can fix that problem. But you have to be, how are you motivated though to do it? Cause we always talk about your pain points. Yeah. Does something have to hurt so bad? Like you're saying, maybe you're okay with how you look at, with your shirt if it's too tight because it doesn't fit because your weight has, you know, you've right. gained weight. Um, maybe the doctor saying you're like, it has to be something, but what if it's nothing? What if you, there's nothing motivating you? Right. So then you don't create that habit. It just doesn't happen. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So there has to be a cue first, mm -hmm. right? And it has to be some type of trigger. All these have to take place. So one can't happen, three can't happen, and right, one that's doesn't. Right, yeah, I get that, yeah. Right, so there has to be first something, you, you notice something. You're like, hey, shoot, I don't like this. But just because you notice it doesn't mean you're prompted that's to That's exactly do right. You may it. say, man, I feel like all my relationships, I feel like everything I try on doesn't fit. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm tired of saying I can't pay my bills. Like, it has to be some type of trigger first. Right. Then you have to be motivated. Then you, once you're motivated, you have to take an action. All these have to take place, by the way. Yeah. 
then you have to take an action because if if you receive the trigger, you're like, I don't like the way these clothes look and I'm tired of it. So cue and motivation, but then you don't do anything about it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So right. all 40s have to take place. So there has to be a cue and there has to be some type of motivation for the response to happen. Well, it, right. So we call it a craving. Right. And then there has to be some type of response and there has to be some type of reward in the end. Otherwise, the reward keeps you to keeps you doing it again. That's what creates the habit. So the first time doing it doesn't create the habit, by the way. So, look, let me get back to, to my weight loss journey. So, man, I don't want to look like this. Right. I want to feel better. I want to have more energy. I'm 52. But I'm that's to- because you're changing your self-talk, babe. Like you're saying, you have to be prompted to change your self-talk. That's correct. Because the self-talk, could you could say, well, you know, I'm in my 50s now. This is kind of my look. Now this is what it is. You know, I'm just going to go ahead. and. Yep. So something, like you're saying, has to prompt your self-talk to say, hey, I don't like this. This is what I want to do. This right. is how I want to look. This is how I want to feel. That is correct. Right? If, and it's a personal choice, though, because not everybody, like the size I want to be may not be the size someone else wants to be. Right. So it's a personal choice. So I'm not right. judging, right? Someone may be completely okay at that particular size or weight or height. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That weight for that height. Somebody else isn't. Right. So, but my point is here is that if you make it obvious and it's something that's attractive, mm-hmm. so you're like, I can eat that. Like, so you try a, different, a few different things like, mm, that's not good. I don't really like that, but I can eat this. You mean this one's good for me? I can eat that. Right. Then. Because that's you, easy. That's easy. Oh, I like eating that. So that's easy. That's something that's easy. Well, well, it's attractive, right? But the easy part is, is that's already pre-made. Mm, okay. Okay. So attractive is I like it. Okay. And then easy because I don't have to try to go find it. Okay. Now, because watch this. If I didn't like it, so it wasn't attractive. I'm like, I don't like beets. So if beets were good for me, that wouldn't be attractive. That'd be tough for me. Okay. Okay. Not only do I not like beets, but you're telling me I have to leave the house and go get them from... 20 minutes from Annapolis, which is 20 minutes from our house. And then prepare it. Exactly. Right, I got it. You see that? Mm-hmm. So, and then the reward that I get from B, I don't even see a difference. <laughs> right. That's why all these have to take place to create a habit. Mm-hmm. I'm just use, I just use fitness because, you know what I mean? So not only do I have to see that I want to change because not everybody does, then I have to be motivated that I can do this. Now, I can eat this for, for one week. You mean I can do this, and then the next week I can change to do this? That's why it's good for some people to say, okay, this week I'm giving up bread. This week I'm giving up all sugars. This mm-hmm. week, it's hard to say, for the next six months for the average person. But once they create the habit, it's just what the, it's the way they live. Right. It's who they are. Right. It's what they do. Right. And that's with everything. That's with everything. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say for success. This is just at some point, man... I just can't wait for the audience to figure this out because everything, the brain works the same way. Yeah. Like I'm not thinking about how I'm driving home, right? Because subconsciously I've done it so many times. It's a habit. Right. So I don't have to consciously think, okay, what do I do? Oh, is it a left here? So that means I can talk to you. Stuff is such a habit. You may be, like you said, you may be on the phone talking and you're supposed to be going somewhere but because you're used to going somewhere else that's, that's exactly so familiar right. and it's so ingrained yeah. you're like oh my goodness i missed my turn i'm going to my mom's house i'm supposed to be picking yeah. up somebody from school that's exactly right right that's exactly because it's, it's so in you that's what i'm saying it's hard to fail once success is a habit of yours this Got is what it. i'm trying to prove that's good but the yeah. reward 
This is the reason why being around people who've done it, they've lost the weight, they've built healthy relationships because they can tell you the reward actually looks like this because what someone could say the reward looks like, well, the reward looks like this. And you're thinking, oh, so I'm okay then with getting more people not to show up mm -hmm. when I invite them out to meet with me. Because That's you so went through that and you're successful. And I know the reward looks and like that, this. Right. They're thinking the reward should look like that. Like some people work out and they think I'm supposed to lose weight day one and I'm supposed to all of a sudden look in the mirror and see something different. So they're right. looking for the immediate reward. Right. But when you've talked to people who've gone through the process, they're like, oh no, you got to detox first. Your body's yeah. got to shift. It's metabolic rate change. Like all this stuff changes. Right, right. So... Thought I'd share that. All right, let me just one more thing I wanted to share <laughs> uh, with the self-talk experience audience. All right, and this is this is just the opposite on how to break a habit because I said I was going to talk about that real quickly. Okay. Okay, which is not even really the topic I thought we we're going to talk about on this episode, but that's okay because we're going to talk about that on the next one. The next episode, by the way, we're going to talk about um, how to focus on winning instead of avoiding losing. Mm, okay. That, That's yeah. what I thought we were gonna talk about today, but I went somewhere else. But it's gonna be that one's gonna be real good. All right, so look, this is how you break a bad habit. <clears throat> Remember, I said make it obvious before. Okay, that was the first one. To break a bad habit, you make it invisible. You start off with invisible. Stick with me. What? Invisible, unattractive, difficult, and unsatisfying. Okay, so it's the exact opposite. Yep. So invisible, like if it's. If bad food not even in my house, how can I eat it? Yes. I it's got invisible. It. I'm just using food, but you can use this in anything, right? So if for whatever reason a bad habit is social media, you might need to eliminate some of your social media. Okay. I unless you're it. using it for marketing and for business. But it's invisible now. So what was, you know, the scroll hole people going down for two hours was taking them away from two hours of personal development, two hours of, of, of being coached. Mm-hmm. Okay. So invisible. So wait. So what if you talk about a relationship? You have to make the person invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Um, in some cases, that might. But, but Send them the voicemail, guys. Don't answer. You can't build a relationship that's invisible. <laughs> so you, at that point, have said that I'm not really looking to build a healthy relationship, but I'm willing to break the bad habit from this relationship. I, so I if know. the relationship, I know you're joking, but if the relationship <laughs> is a bad habit, then yes, make it invisible. Yeah. And the people know whether that relationship is a bad habit or not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Flag was red. Stop coloring it green. Okay. <laughs> Unattractive. Yeah. Right. So make it, remember I said, if you don't like the rice cake, you can put some little almond butter on it and then mm -hmm. it's attractive. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's unattractive, you can break a bad habit. So dip the cigarette in vinegar and you probably won't smoke it. Oh, Okay. Uh, difficult. So make it difficult to access. Right. Right. Then it's you like know, you said, if it's not in the house, you can't go to the pantry and get, get it. Or yeah. Or it's just difficult to get to for whatever reason. Yeah. So make it difficult and you can apply this to any area, by the way, mm -hmm. make it difficult. Uh, if you're trying to break the bad habit and then unsatisfying. So, so that's the key. It's just the opposite. It's just and the opposite, but it's hard because if something, like you said, even if it's something that may not be healthy for you, but it's still satisfying. Right. You have to start from the beginning again to get back around to it not being satisfying anymore. Yeah, and, and the right? best way to do that, yes, absolutely. And the best way to do that, by the way, guys, and this is all, again, so that we are developing the right self-talk, is to say what is satisfying to you because sometimes we accept unsatisfying as satisfying because we're settling. So the key is to write down what is satisfying. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we'll take unsatisfying and trick ourselves into saying, you know, it's, it's not too bad. Right. 
So the key is to say, okay, what is satisfying to me? What is, you know, what is that I want out of this? Mm -hmm. So that way, if it doesn't line up with, with unsatisfying is we won't keep, you know, telling ourselves it's okay when we know it's not. But that's the shift again in your yep. self-talk, right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the key is, is, you know, how do we talk to ourselves when it comes to these habits? Are we like, I'll never lose weight. I'll never have great friendships. I'll never, right? I'll mm -hmm. never be successful. Yeah. Or, hey, look, I'm developing the habits today that are leading me to success. I'm developing the best relationships that I've had in my entire life. Yes, absolutely. Right? I'm, I'm at 52 years old. I'm... I'm becoming the healthiest I've been and the most fit I've been in my entire life. Yes. Right. So that self-talk is critical there because mm -hmm. it'll encourage you to do the things we just talked about. Yes, absolutely. All right. That was good, babe. I just thought I helped somebody. No, you helped me. Okay, good. You always do though. Good. Break those habits, girl. <laughs> Bad ones. <laughs> hey guys, remember the things we say to ourselves about ourselves eventually determine what and even who we attract for ourselves. I'm looking forward to you developing some amazing habit, habits, champions. Take care. See you at the top. Thank you for listening to the Self Talk Podcast with Darnell and Tracy Self. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. And we'll see you next time. And remember, talk good to yourself. Good to yourself. If you've ever started something and said to yourself, I'm not quitting until I reach the finish line, there's a perfect podcast for you. The We Won't Quit podcast by my man, Mike Humes, mailman and millionaire, never gave up. Not only did he have success, but he's helped a ton of other people do the same thing. He's going to be interviewing people who never stopped until they finished. So check it out. We Won't Quit podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.